0: are listening to the Smoky Acres podcast. I'm your host, Charlie, and this is the podcast about my imperfect journey to a homestead lifestyle and lowering my environmental footprint. (sighs) Oh boy, it is a hot and humid day today. I have the day off, um, and it's just before the 4th of July. I work all day on the 4th and all day on the 5th, so I am just hanging out today and trying to get some things done but it is just like too hot to get anything done i did a bunch of laundry and i have it outside hanging on my line and the likelihood of it actually drying today is probably pretty low i mean i think it's only like 80 degrees but it's just so humid my shirt is just sticking to me right now oh but i'm actually wearing the shirt that i dye yellow with the turmeric that I talked about in I think that's episode three and since washing it it's faded color a little bit but not too bad it's still like pretty yellow um and I've washed it a couple times now and it seems like the issue I had with the armpits turning a different color doesn't happen as easily now so that's kind of nice too I can maybe actually wear it out in public, but yeah, it's just a really hot day, I'm having a hard time getting things done. So that I'd sit down and chat a little bit, and I realized too that I put out an episode about lowering the amount of waste and plastic items in my bathroom, but I never actually put out an episode talking about just sustainability in general. I know I touched on what my goal is a little bit in that episode, which I think that's like episode six or something I want to say. I know I touched on what my goal is, but I didn't actually talk about where it comes from or what it is in general, so I just wanted to come on here and talk about that a little bit. I kind of just assume that everyone around me is very informed when it comes to what sustainability is, why would I want to lower the amount of plastic that I use, and why I'm so passionate about it. And I think that comes from going to the School of Environmental Studies which is located in Apple Valley, Minnesota. That's where I went for my junior and senior year of high school. It's located on the Minnesota Zoo property Um, And I'll probably do a little separate episode on that, just kind of talking about that if anyone's interested. Um, But yeah, I mean, going there, the biggest thing that we talked about was sustainability. That is like a huge goal there. And so everyone around me is on the same path of like trying to be environmentally friendly. It's a huge goal that we have. We all approach it in different ways but it's all about learning about the environment around us. So I just kind of blindly assume that the people around me also know a lot about it and I think it's kinda hard to be a person who's participating in life and not know about climate change and global warming and sustainability and all those trends that are out there and huge topics that we need to discuss and issues. Um, You kind of have to be living under a rock a little bit to not be somewhat aware of it, but I just kind of wanted to discuss where I'm coming from when it comes to sustainability. So first, what is sustainability? I think we probably are all pretty aware of it, but basically it's trying to avoid the depletion of our natural resources in order to create some kind of balance in our environment or some sort of ecological balance so that we don't deplete all our resources, um, whether that is water or other natural resources. We just want to make sure that the Earth is livable for as long as possible. I mean, we only have this one Earth so we want to make sure that we can survive here and with a growing population exponentially growing population and an increase of resources especially when we live in a society that is very largely based on consumerism and a convenience fast-paced lifestyle we use a lot of resources I think we, as a society, just have to start thinking about it a little bit more and implement a lot of those practices in our own lifestyle. But I do want to start by saying a lot of what I'm going to be talking about is personal things that you can do, whether that's riding your bike more or having a reusable coffee mug or those kinds of things. They are personal things, but personally, we are not as responsible for a really large issue of it. A lot of it comes from really large corporations, but we do play a role in the supply and demand chain. So if we start using certain products less and show that we are not supporting those corporations who don't practice environmentally friendly procedures, then they'll change their ways and we've seen that with companies already who have switched how they do things are companies who have stopped dumping their waste into our waterways things like that we've seen companies react to pressure from the public so i definitely encourage all of us to take as much action as possible when it comes to those issues. I know we all have a lot on our plate right now. There's a lot of big action items that but I think that's just kind of our responsibility as well. But I also do believe that if we implement these small changes in our lifestyle or we're just conscious about the amount of things we're using and the amount of things that we're wasting and we will see a decrease in the amount of waste and a decrease in the amount of environmental issues like climate change and global warming, and we will see an increase in businesses and corporations making the changes that are necessary. So although it seems like one of one person making small changes won't do much, if we're all collectively on the same page, we really can make a difference. And I know I probably sound like a naive young adult, but I think that's also part of the issue too, is we think that having these ideas of living in a society that benefits us more, whether that is cleaner air or cleaner water, or I won't get into police brutality, but uh, cities that are safer. Um, why wouldn't we want that? And I think that we really do have the power as a people and if you think that we don't that is part of the issue and it's big corporations that like fund the United States that have made you think that you don't have the power. I'm gonna get a little carried away there so I'll just leave it at that I just wanna encourage people to do their role um, and this is mostly gonna be positive too, like I want to make this really accessible. It's not a moment for me to get on my soapbox about corporate America. Um, But I just kind of had to explain where I'm coming from a little bit. And I think too, with everything that I'm constantly being thrown at with the media nowadays, it's just something that's like really on my mind a lot. So, so first, Let's start with the little slogan, reduce, reuse, and recycle. It's something that we all grew up with, um, but what does it really mean? And how do we implement it in our everyday lives? And I really want to stress on the order of those three words, reduce, reuse, and recycle. And there's kind of the fourth forgotten word in there, which is repair. So I believe it actually should be reduce, reuse, repair, and then recycle. And there is a specific reason that we say them in that order. It's not just because it flows better or whatever. It's because recycle should be the last thing that we are doing on that list. And I think a lot of us think, oh, well, I recycled my pop cans or my water bottles. Therefore, I'm being environmentally friendly. When in reality, recycling isn't that beneficial. I mean, it's better than nothing. But it's not, it shouldn't be our main goal or the main thing that we're doing. I think it was my first trimester at SES that... They handed us an article that said why we shouldn't recycle or some something along those lines. Like, why shouldn't we recycle or what are, why recycling is bad or, you know, something along those lines. And they made us really think about it. And I remember sitting in that classroom and everyone's like, what? No. Like, this is how we've learned to be environmentally friendly. Like, we recycle. This is like the way to be green, but, sorry, it is just so hot in here right now, but the reason it's the very last thing we should do is because there's so many other things that are more beneficial, so I kind of wanted to talk about why recycling isn't all it's chalked up to be, first off. There's contamination. If you are not washing out your plastic, which I like to think that I'm good at that. Sometimes I don't think about it though. Or when working at Caribou, we go through tons of milk jugs. There's no way in the middle of a rush that we're washing those milk jugs out. So if things aren't washed out properly and they're put into recycling, no one at a recycling facility is taking the time to clean your plastic. They are simply throwing them right in the landfill. It just gets put into everything else. And then there's also contamination where if you accidentally have garbage or something you thought was recyclable and it's not, and it's mixed in with your recycling bin, they're not gonna take the time to sort through all of that. So if they see that in there, they're simply just gonna take that whole thing of recycling throw it right in the landfill with the rest of the garbage. It's an unfortunate part of the system, but it does exist. And you might think, well, that's their job. They're supposed to sort through all of it. Well, they have a lot to do and they can't take the time to sort out all the recycling. So if you are going to recycle, that's something to take note of. Wash out all, all your plastic containers. Make sure there's no food in them. And then also make sure you're not putting items in your recycling that aren't recyclable. I know at like the shop I am always picking things out of our recycling bin that aren't recycling and taking things out of the trash that are recycling and putting them in the recycling. So I know that there's a lot of confusion about what isn't and isn't what is and what isn't recyclable. But it would take you a minute or two to do a little bit of a Google search and figure it out and it really isn't that huge of a task. So yeah, contamination is one of the first issues. Secondly, we have shipping, which is another major issue. I know that there's been some bans or laws passed about shipping our recycling off to China, um, but I do know that's like how they used to do it if they're not still doing it that way. Um, But think about the amount of fuel and emissions that are let off by a giant shipping container filled with our recyclables being sent to China to be processed just so that we can save money. Um, and That brings up another problem too is the amount of resources that go into recycling a product. The amount of water that is used to recycle plastic. and everything that goes into shipping, sorting, selling, and finally reusing that recyclable material. It just uses a lot of resources, so really it's better than nothing. It's better than that plastic sitting in a landfill for hundreds and hundreds of years to come, but it's still not that great. So that is why reduce, reuse, and repair are way more beneficial for our environment. And that's kind of moving from, I'm sure many of us have heard about trying to go from a linear way of living to a circular way of living. And that simply means instead of going from A to B to C to D to the landfill, it's going more in a circle. So we're going from A to B to C to D to them, it just keeps looping around, keep reusing, repairing, finding new purposes for things, and just giving them a way longer life before there's nothing left of them. And another example of that, too, would be composting. I'm creating a circular movement by growing my own food, eating my own food. Use, putting the scraps into my compost, and then gr- using that compost in my garden to grow my own food and repeat the cycle all over again. And that's a very easy example, but we can do that with many products and just trying to stay away from that very, that very linear way of living life, because it's really not benefiting anyone besides big corporations' pockets. Also, I have to apologize. Mika's laying behind me here, and she keeps snoring, so I don't know if you can hear that. But she's she snores like an old man, so if you hear any weird noises in the background, it's definitely her. So, reducing that is one that I really strive hard to accomplish. That's mainly where the episode about lowering the amount of plastic I have in my bathroom and using zero waste items comes into play. I am reducing the amount of plastic that is in my home and the amount of throwaway items that I have. Secondly, I'm reusing. I am trying to find new purposes for things when they lose their first purpose. For example, I had a pair of pants. they were like fabric pants that had a hole in them. So I decided to use that as material for sewing. Or when I had shirts that were getting kinda dingy, I decided to dye them. I found... That's not really a new use. I suppose that fits more into the repair side of them just kind of giving them a new life or maybe repurposing or kyle and i love to go antique shopping we love to go garage sailing we try to find things on the facebook marketplace or from friends and family before we go to the store and buy them new or we're trying to make them ourselves that's like why we got into blacksmithing and why he does woodworking in just all those different practices that we can do in order to reduce the amount of things that we are buying from a store. And then also reusing the things that we already have in our house for other purposes. We reuse materials outside all the time. I mean, just today I had a little tiny garden fence and it's kind of falling apart and not the greatest, but I wasn't using it for the purpose I originally had so I brought it out to my garden and I put it out there and now it's a great little like um, it's a great area for my snap peas to use to climb up on or when we had no use for the first chicken run that we had we repurposed that into like a little netted fenced in area around my planter boxes so just trying to find new purposes for things and giving them a new life, and then repairing things as well. Learning simple skills like sewing, um, or woodworking, just small little life skills that so that you can make something back to normal. If you have a pair of, a piece of clothing that has a hole in it, you can patch it up real quick um you know how to fix your bike if you need to you can just fix the small things instead of buying brand new ones and completely replacing them also it helps too when you find older things when you're antique shopping or your garage sailing you find higher quality items that have already been around for a long time you know they're going to exist a lot longer versus the cheap items that you buy at a Target. For example, this coffee table that Kyle built or our entertainment stand that our like speaker for our TV is on. Those items are going to last forever. I mean, they're a pain in the butt to move because they're super chunky, but they're going to last forever. It is a solid piece of furniture. It is not some cheap piece of press board that maybe matches the aesthetic that you're looking for perfectly, that maybe matches the aesthetic that you're looking for perfectly, but isn't gonna last all that long. And especially if you have like children or animals or you're moving that item around, it's gonna get banged up really easily, it's gonna get chips out of it, it's gonna look worn super fast. So it's just buying things and reusing them, they tend to be things that can last a lot longer. Um, another thing, too, is gardening materials. People are constantly giving away garden materials. Almost every single pot that is in my house that has a plant in it, I found, like, on the side of the road or at the materials recovery center or I got from someone else. Same with almost all of my gardening tools, too. I have two gardening tools that were my great-grandma's that I use. And then I have some other gardening tools that, again, I found on the side of the road. Like, they weren't even selling it in their garage sale. They were just giving it away. And things like some of the handles on them are a little rough, but I can really easily replace the handle because the, like, head part that is the actual purposeful part of the gardening tool is still solid. So just things like that, like... There is no reason to buy certain items brand new. Plus then too, we aren't cycling through things so much. We're not benefiting this consumerism society that wants to produce items that don't have a really long life. And then they get ruined and we throw them away and they go to a landfill where landfills are piling up like crazy and just sitting in our earth and giving off methane gas, which then warms our earth. And well, I saw like one statistic too that said that this was from like 2018, but we have 2 billion tons just from our cities, 2 billion tons of solid waste going into our landfills. And they expect that to grow by 70% by the year 2050. I mean, that's insane. That's a lot of garbage, and we have to do something about it. The best part about repurposing old materials, too, it's like a treasure hunt. You have to, like, go out and try a lot harder to find an item, and maybe you have to tweak a little bit, but it makes it way more unique, way more special. There's a story behind the item, then. It's not just, oh, I went to Target, and I bought this one thing, and here it is. Other small things that we can do that go along those same lines are to make your own foods. I took it a step further and I'm growing my own foods, which, I mean, not all of us are super capable of doing, whether it's your green thumb or just like the amount of space that you have, but a lot of us at least have room for little container gardens, and there's so many unique ways to have container gardens as well. Um, so definitely look into that. I mean, if you don't have a Pinterest, you can go on there and find a million unique ways to have container gardens. Making your own food is something that we kind of, when we get busy in our lives, when we're working too much, it goes off the table. It's like one of the first things. We look for convenience in our foods. We buy prepackaged frozen dinners which really aren't that nutritious for us in the first place, or even small things like buying canned soup, we can make our own soups. It's super easy to make a soup. You can spend a couple hours in a day or just throw stuff in a crock pot or an Instapot and bulk make soup or broth. And then you can freeze soup really easily too. And then boom, you got lunches for the next week or something to get you through the winter so just simple things like that or one that I oh this is such a big thing for me condiments the amount of condiments I see in certain people's fridges drives me absolutely insane and I know that's like a really weird pet peeve but most condiments are made out of the same basic ingredients I don't understand why would, like dressings, it is so easy to make most dressings out of things that you already have, um, dressings, sauces, all those sorts of things. If you have just like a handful of basic ingredients, you can make all your own sauces. And then too, they're healthier for you because they don't have a bunch of added sugar or other ingredients that you don't even know what they are so just look up a couple next time you go to use condiment